Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the NFT Talk Show. No! The, tra- <laughs> the trash, the Trashman Kids podcast is no more. We're now a show focused on seen on NFTs, cryptocurrencies, all those things. We're going to be talking about OpenSea, Rarible, all that good stuff. Welcome once again to the Trashman Kids podcast. We're your hosts, Damien Rivera and Jackie, aka Le Bebe Ajedoui. <laughs> wow, I'm getting bilingual here. Bilingual as fuck at this podcast. <laughs> Join us every week as we pour over the media that warped our minds and molded us into the upstanding mutant citizens we are today. We'll pick apart old favorites, current obsessions, and all the glorious trash in between. And speaking of trash. We're gonna be talking about our bodies today. Woo! Woo! Trash, 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 trash. trash. <laughs> Woo! Those drum sounds brought to you by Damien's glorious belly. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. But yes, you have stumbled upon the bod pod, people. We just want to discuss our bodies, our relationship to our bodies, our relationship to each other's bodies. This is a deep episode. Deep and beautiful and strange. But first, do you want to talk about where we've been, Damien? What have we been doing? Where have we been going? Uh, We took a break. We took a sabbatical. Yeah. If you have not been watching our lives on instagram you fucking up because we would have kept you abreast of what we were doing yeah so, so we uh we took a little break we took a trip to pennsylvania we went to jim thorpe we did some snow tubing jimmy t we... apparently if you want to go visit <laughs> if you want to go visit jim thorpe you can only do so between thursday and sunday because that's when everything the is... world exists over there it's like okay you know what jim thorpe is like mm-hmm. it's like spirited away oh yeah when she's walking when she's walking at the beginning and they're just walking through and all the huts are there but there's no there's nothing really happening like all yeah. the food's out but there's nobody there and it's like a ghost town and then on thursday all of a sudden the spirits of the jimmy life, thorpe comes alive the and life, the lights turn on everywhere yeah life returns to the city yeah um, people brunch and all that stuff people ski yeah. yeah jimmy thorpe is a fun little town it's a little scary it's a little uh it's like silent hill at nighttime yeah it's it's cute when you stay on the main street but then once you leave the main street there's lots of like confederate flags it gets kind of hills headlines. trump 2020 signs yeah in 2021. Uh, yeah, oh, 2021, sorry, thank no, you. No, I'm saying like in 2021. Oh, yeah, like they lost, but they still can't get over it kind yeah. of thing. They thought like March 4th was going to be their day, right? Trump March was 4th? going to take over. I believe it was March 4th. Um, so, yeah, we went there. We went snow tubing, which was super fun. Again, oh, we kind of posted all about that on our Instagram, which is trashbinkids at Instagram. That's our place to be. <laughs> all one word. Yeah, all one word. That's where we kind of like, we'll just jump on lives and like talk to the people. We've been a little bit silent, but it's just because we've been ramping up to talk about our own physiques. Yeah. Getting pumped. And also, um, Damien and I got our first doses of our vaccines. Uh, Not at the same time, but we were supposed to record last week, but Damien had just gotten his vaccine. 
and it made him um, a little sick, and he wasn't feeling very well on our usual recording day. Yeah, I it uh, I was surprised. I thought I'd be fine. I know my mom got sick when she got her her first shot, um, but it really put me on my ass. Indeed, but it was okay. The worst of it only lasted one day. So yeah, and then I got mine, uh, ooh, like Wednesday yeah. of this week. Or this past week. Um, all I had was like extreme soreness in my arm and like fatigue. Oh, it was extreme? I don't know. It was extreme soreness. It was sore. I mean, I could still like lift it, mm-hmm. but it was like really like sore. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I couldn't move my fucking arm. I remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was just like really tired and fatigued and like my head was foggy. Yeah. And then like my entire family basically got vaccinated like last one, week. So yeah. we've just been kind of busy. But having our first dose of our vaccinations is quite a good thing to be busy about. (laughs) Um, We know that there's certain people that still don't have access to a vaccine. And we hope that you can get vaccinated um, if you want to as soon as possible and that you're staying safe out there. Any other news, Damon? Well, there's a project that's coming out I'm pretty excited about. And I'm not really even supposed to be talking about it. But for now, I'll just say that it's really fucking cool. (laughs) Okay. That has Way my to be artwork, mysterious. That has my artwork involved in it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, for anybody who's listening to our podcast for the first time or um, isn't privy to it, Damien is a super amazing artist. He does all of our cover art, including our logo. And you can follow him at Damien Rivera at Instagram. And you can see all his work, all his uh, whips, his works in progress, <laughs> as he likes to call them. So you definitely do that. Yeah. And I think one piece of news that we can give the people is to let them know that we now uh, have a support link so, on our Anchor. So if you found us via Anchor, you probably have seen the support link. But you can click on the link in our bio on our Instagram and also get to the support link. And basically, you can subscribe to us monthly. Um, there are different tiers. And if you do, it just really supports the pod. We want to be able to get um, some better sound equipment or, you know, just be able to afford our Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so the cheapest is not, the cheapest tier is 99 cents a month. So. Ooh, which is nothing. So if you could spare a dollar. A dull hair. A dull hair. That would be greatly appreciated. You don't have to. Yeah, we don't you expect can always, it. You can always just tune into either our Instagrams for like content or just you know have fun with us here on the podcast yeah a like i don't want to hang it over anybody's head but if you don't sign up i will literally fucking kill myself (laughs) uh jokes aside a like or a share (laughs) is always greatly appreciated we definitely want to like have some new followers see some new faces tell your friends about the podcast support is free if you're not giving us a dollar And we might. How does, this feel? does it feel weird? Do you feel like a shill? No, I, I don't feel like shill. a shill. I feel a little bit shillish. Well, you know, whatever. We have to. We have to get in support. Keep somewhere. the lights on. Keep the lights on. Yeah. Keep this compound going. Yeah, exactly. Feed our pets. Feed our pets. Um, Feed us. I was gonna say the news about you made a discovery about the McDonald's chicken sandwich. Why are we bringing this up right now? Why are you trying to trigger me? I mean, did, you discovered that it didn't come with pickles. And it's actually no. Like, there's a whole drama with another, chicken sandwich. It's actually another sandwich in disguise. Like they try to like. Okay, all I want to say to the people out there, I'm not going to have this full discussion with you right now because you, this would li- this would literally be an episode of a podcast. Me just bitching about the McDonald's mm-hmm. quote unquote new chicken sandwiches. 
But McDonald's, they're all a bunch of fucking liars. Don't sponsor us, McDonald's. You're fake. You're fake and you're liars. And I don't mess with fake dirty liars. (laughs) Your business practices are fake. (laughs) And they're fraudulent. (laughs) You charlatan and you lout. But yeah, we're not going to talk about this now. How dare you bring this up? I just... We're talking about news. I I just ate the lie that was their chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. You were complicit. Let's move on to talk about the subject that we came to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Body talk. Body talk. Body talk. Body talk. Remember that? Remember that? It was the song that's always playing at the gym, Toxic Avenger. Oh, it's shit. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were just going to make up a song and I was ready to like back you up on vocals, but I guess that's not what we're doing. We all have bodies. My body, your body. I stand next to you. You can tell we have different bodies. <laughs> Yours might be small, mine might be tall. My body. You make me touch my body. You touch your body too. <clears throat> that was beautiful. Thanks. It's a great I segue. You, I gave you what you wanted. It was beautiful. I'm here to please. I'm like. Thank you. Know, I'm sure I'll that be... everybody else will appreciate your song. I'm sure mm. we're going to get a recording deal now. Probably. Yes. Trash Bin Kids with their number one single, Talking About Our Bodies, mm-hmm. coming to a Come. streaming service near you yeah. <laughs> in 2025. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we kind of stumbled upon this topic because we had a, we talked about our bodies or our, we talked about body positivity and representation a bit in our We Will Miss Cons episode. I believe that was episode nine. Mm-hmm. And then we thought it would be interesting to just sort of have a conversation about our bodies um, because we have, I think, a pretty tenuous relationship with our bodies. Yeah. I'd say that's uh, correct. It's understatement. <laughs> well, yeah. So Damien and I are both little chunky monkeys, I would say. Mm-hmm. You would say, yes. I would say. Yes. Okay. That's a nice way of saying it. Yes, okay. I agree. I agree. So... We've both kind of grew up with certain feelings about ourselves that have been um, backed up by representation in the media or people just being cruel, Um, even, you know, family being cruel at times about our bodies because we've been asked to conform. There's been that oh so fun mention about like, oh, we're only worried about your health. Right. Which is, you know. The common refrain. Yeah. It's not always correct. We want to talk about, like, our relationships to our own bodies and then maybe our relationship to each other's bodies. Because I think, like, we in past podcasts, I've mentioned how I don't feel like I'm very attractive. And then Damien told me to shut up because he hates that I talk poorly about it. But we both have a habit of talking poorly about our bodies. It's a very hard habit to break. But, Damien, would you like to discuss a little bit? Or should we... Yeah. I How mean, do you want to like get this going? Well, um, <clears throat> we don't have to say numbers. We don't have to say any specifics. But you see in our pictures, if you follow us on Instagram, you know that we're little chunky monkeys. We have cushion for the pushing. And I guess I will open up and say that I'm okay with saying like a number, like a vague number. But mm-hmm. at my highest, I was over 300 pounds. Right. Um, and then I made the decision about three or four years ago to have gastric bypass surgery to shrink down the size of my stomach so that I could lose weight. 
And that was a very hard decision for me because I had had it in my mind before then that I was very much the person where I was like, yes, queen, body positivity, like, you know, health at every size. Right. Um, I don't need to conform to any societal standards about beauty or quote unquote health. Yeah. But I made the decision 50% for for health, but 50% because I just wasn't having fun. Even if externally I was exuding that mantra. Yeah. I inside felt uh, very crappy about myself. Yeah. So when you did it, when you when you did, had the surgery, you do you think that it was for the better? Um, I think at the time I did need a hard reset. Mm-hmm. I'd lived maybe twenty six years of my life, um, feeling very much out of place amongst my friends. Yeah. And amongst my family, you know, other than my mother, who was also plus size and also struggled with her weight for most of her adult life. She didn't grow up fat like I did. We were the only two plus size people in our families. Right. And I think that makes people look at us a certain way. It makes our families look at us a certain way. Um, I've had people in my family approach me about losing weight, but then still like feed me snacks and like copious yeah. amounts of food at dinner, uh, which is very confusing when you're young because you're like, you want me to lose weight, but then you're feeding me like this and like, it's very weird. So I think I just needed a hard reset to sort of like look at myself differently and feel better. And by no means a surgery like a magic pill. It took a lot of time for me to just be able to eat anything again. And it's really changed my relationship to food. Where it's like, yeah, sometimes I still eat crap like a chicken sandwich or a donut. But I don't enjoy food as much as I used to. Yeah. I remember like after my surgery, just going to restaurants was weirder than it was when I was a fat person. Like when I was fat, I was very much aware. And I'm still fat. But when... I was fatter when I was 300 plus pounds. I was very wary of like, oh, I don't want to seem like the fat person. Like I don't want to eat in a gross way and I want to take up as little space as possible. Like all of these things. Yeah. All these thought processes in my head because I felt such like internal shame and struggle with being fat amongst people who weren't fat aka most of my friends and family. And then afterwards it was weird because I couldn't eat. I could barely stomach like half a plate of food. I remember on my first date with you where you did not know that I had recently had the surgery. Like I ordered my food, but I barely ate any of it. Yeah. And I was super wary of it. I don't know if you were wary of it, but it made me feel self-conscious. It like kind of took a lot of the fun out of social engagements for me. And I know that food shouldn't be a big part of your socialization and stuff. But I I come from a mostly Hispanic family where it's like, Food is a huge part of how we engage with one another. Express, like, yeah. Like, you know, whether it be, like, you know, creativity. Damien loves to cook. It brings out, like, his creative side. And, you know, my grandmother, like, for every occasion, like, you get an A plus on your report card or, like, you know, you had a baby. Like, there's Benin. There's, like, copious amounts of rice and beans and all this stuff. And they pour you a portions the size of the plate and it's just normal right like my grandmother still i love the woman but she still doesn't understand that i can't eat a lot anymore she'll still pour me those same portion sizes even today i went 
to her house to visit her. She made me my favorite breakfast, which is farina. Mm-hmm. And she still filled the plate up to the rim. Yeah. And then when I got through maybe half of the plate, she was like, oh, you can't eat no more. I was like, Grandma, my stomach is the size of a banana. Yeah. No, I can't eat anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm the only one talking right now, but uh, and I don't want to no, like I mean, take like... over. It's like still a struggle because I, I lost like the size of a very thin person in weight. At my smallest, I was like 180 something, mm-hmm. even though my body was still weird. Like... It's my body's so weird because I carried around so much weight for so many years. So it's never gonna, I'm never gonna be like a model. I'm never gonna have like a traditional body shaped funny. And there are days when I look in the mirror and I still see that 300 plus pound person. And then there are days where I'm like, oh, you're cute, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the pandemic has been hard because I've gained weight from either stress eating or just not being able to leave my fucking house. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's one thing the <laughs> pandemic has done is, like, there was people that, like, as soon, like, after it happened, after the lockdowns and stuff, people, you are people being like, ugh, like, first thing that happened is, like, I gained five pounds. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you did, you bitch. <laughs> like, how, how does that feel? Yeah. And then there's all this pressure, too. Like, you hear all this talk about, you know, during the pandemic, you should try to stay active. Like, you feel like this, like, sense of, like, if I'm not doing anything, then I'm fucking up, you know? Right. People, like, some people, yes, like, go you. You're taking this opportunity to, like, do something different with your life or try different things, you know? But some people, like, dealing with a pandemic and not throwing yourself off of a fucking bridge is, like, all you can do and that's okay. Right. You know? Yeah. So if you're at home fucking eating Cheetos because you're depressed and you're just trying to get through the day where all this, like, sad shit is happening all the time. People are getting killed. People are dying. People are getting sick. You're not allowed to see your loved ones. Like, fucking eat your Cheetos, man. Like, fuck it, you know? Yeah. But then, like, you know, of course, because I have the added thing of, like, having to have deal dealt with being fat my whole life and feeling such shame the pounds that I've gained, like, I think hit me so much harder. So it's, like, amplified. Yeah. Um, because of that. And I probably have, like, some form of body dysmorphia or some shit. <laughs> but I w- yeah, we, I haven't, mean, we haven't, like, diagnosed that yet in therapy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like anybody that loses a lot of weight would probably have some form of body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, you know... I guess we do want to drive home the fact that, like, your relationship with your body is going to change. Like, you may feel good about it one day and then the next day feel like such shit, you know, and you don't have to conform to what everybody else is telling you is acceptable. I think once you get to a point in your life where you're comfortable with your body, like, I hope that you could say, like, fuck, fuck you. I guess. Fuck your ideas to everybody else, but it's hard. It's I mean, hard. I don't know how much I believe in like, like you mentioned, like fat positivity and like, uh, uh what is that? The um, body positivity. Like body positivity. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's. I don't. I don't believe there's anybody that's overweight that's like truly happy. Like, I guess you have people that are able to mask it or sort of able to be like, well, I'm gonna allow my personality to like almost like break through that. But I don't really believe that there's any people that are like overweight that enjoy it or that are like happy with themselves. You know, like that's not a popular opinion. But just being overweight myself and like, you know, it changes your relationship to like every to to people. You know what I mean? Like people's perception of yourself. So like. I, I, I have a very hard time believing that, like, all this body positivity, it's, 
I honestly I feel like it's almost like a toxic positivity where it's like I, I don't I think that you should always respect people and I don't think people should be bullied or like assaulted or abused or anything like that because of either how they look or, or any of that stuff but the idea of just pushing it to me is kind of um what's well, annoying first of all I think you, you know mean, what I mean like, like people just saying that they're body positive yeah, because it's like it's gotten to the point where that's been diluted so much that it doesn't even mean anything anymore. You know, it's like you'll have but somebody. That can be said about anything. Well, yeah, but that's what happens because once it becomes a slogan, once you could put it on a T-shirt, it loses its its meaning. You know what I mean? I'm not saying once you could put it in your Instagram bio and be like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a plus size influencer. I'm body positive." Like once you could do that, once you could boil it down to like this is an Instagram bio or like a Twitter bio, it loses all meaning. Like I believe in. Like I said, like not judging people, like giving people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and respecting people no matter what they look like. But mm-hmm. but the idea of body positivity, quote, quote. big air quotes, mm-hmm. like it's at this point, it's become like a marketing thing. It's become a way to sell like it's 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 a way to sell clothes that are like maybe one or two sizes bigger than you'd normally find. <laughs> That's what well, it's become. I think I'm a little more into the body positive community than you are um and i think that you are right in a lot of points that it does become like this marketing ploy you know but i think that there are very positive aspects of the body positive community i'm not saying that if you weigh 500 pounds that you're healthy but i'm also not saying that if you're 100 pounds you're healthy i I think that i think what i'm talking about more than just oh the body positive movement is representation Mm -hmm. i think that for me when i was at my fattest and even now when i'm not at my fattest i'm not where i want to be but i'm still thickums looking at women who look like me is nice (laughs) i know i it is comforting to me To see these people who, they may not be the most confident people. They might still have doubts and reservations about certain things. And they might look at themselves in the mirror some mornings and feel badly. Mm -hmm. But they will still post pictures of themselves, you know, in nice clothing or just doing things. Like being social. Right. Getting out into the world. Wearing fucking lingerie. I mean, my relationship to, to my body, like naked or mm-hmm. like even now like sometimes i, I want to wear like certain things and i'm just like i still can't do it right and it's hard for me and it's just like but then seeing other people do it gives me more confidence like they can do it i could do it you know mm-hmm. that's a valid point so it's not for me i guess the body positive movement and that like sort of media thing that you're talking about is not what i'm focused on it's more the representation it's seeing people like me as models it's seeing people like me on instagram showing off their bodies showing them going to the beach which at some point in time i was probably very shy about it's people like me going on bike rides even though they're struggling through it you know like that's what i find empowering and important Mm -hmm. not this fucking like thing on a t-shirt or not like fucking oh i'm a plus size influencer because you do also know that that's also a very limited view of what the body positive movement is it's often just like white women who are plus size and like an acceptable plus size i think that's my thing with it is like it seems like disingenuous like because it gets like i agree with like body positivity in terms of like like i've mentioned before like being treated as an equal and not being like looked down upon for certain traits but like i I don't know maybe i'm a a, maybe i'm a self-hating fat person (laughs) 
But it's like I know that I'm like 280 pounds, and that's that's not good. You know what no, I mean? No, like, but I'm, I'm saying like aware if you, you that know like, that and you're right. aware of that. However, I think sometimes when you're feeling badly about yourself, you also have to take in a moment and sit with yourself and realize like your body, while at this weight still lets you do pretty fucking amazing things. Like, just an example, like, y- you say, okay, I'm 280 pounds right now. Right. And I'm fat and I'm gross. If That's I your, like, internal gross. monologue, right? But then I look at you and I think to myself, like, my boyfriend's so strong. Like, physically strong. <laughs> no, stop okay. laughing. It's funny. It's uh-huh. not funny. And then, like, just this summer, Damien got into bikes. We've, we've discussed this in previous podcasts. And I was amazed. Not that I doubted you for a minute, but I was amazed when I went bike riding with him. Like, it was, like, two times. Mm-hmm. And how he was able he how he was able to, to do it, and he didn't seem to be, like, overexerting himself. Well, I was fucking huffing and puffing. I'm, like, 200 pounds, I think, at this point. Two, 205, let's say, because I've gained some weight. But I was amazed at how, like, easy it was for you. And I was struggle busting through the whole fucking bike ride. Not just because, like, I'm new to bike riding and I really didn't know and I don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I also, like, ate pavement that first time. But, like, the second time especially. I don't know if it was because I was so anxious after having that accident the first time or what. But we were riding on, like, flat, basic, like, park road and i struggled through the whole fucking ride yeah and i was so impressed with damien and he would always like proudly tell me like oh i did i biked for this long and this many miles and i'm like yo i can't even imagine like you're even though your body's big you're still it still carries you it still lets you do amazing things you go swimming you know you go on your walks like you have to give it credit where credit is due you know Right. I, I see what you're saying. But you don't agree. <laughs> I, I mean... Damon, don't you feel like if you saw more images of fat people, not as a joke and mm-hmm. not as, like, gross slobs, that it would make you feel better? Men, particularly. I mean, because I don't, I don't see know. a lot of men uh, so, out there. Well, that's the thing, is, like, with, with this whole movement, right? First of all, like, if you're... If you're not a woman or queer, and, like, if you're just a regular fat guy, you're yeah. fucked. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Like, women and fat queer people are the only ones that get yes-queened. If I post a picture of myself, like, just shirtless on my Instagram page, nobody gives a fuck. But if I had some type of, like, built-in, like... Well, you're also a boy. It's different for men. No. It's different for men. It's, it's if different, I did it, it's different for it men. would be... Yeah, but you're a woman. It would be now bad. The, yeah, but the, the tide is rising for fat women. It's more acceptable to be a fat woman now. You can, yeah, with, like, their be, bare belly You could be fucking, like, Tess Holiday or whatever the fuck and, like, you know... You get yes queened all day. You get yes queened to death. But that's like or also you like be, a very curated you could be, thing, though. Or you could be Tess like holiday is not the greatest example. Or you could here. be a queer person, mm-hmm. right? And it's like just by having double oppression of being fat and queer, like you're sort of just again elevated. Where if you're just a regular guy like me, I don't think I see any yeah, but any type of not like benefits is the wrong word because it's like I don't know, but it's like I'm way less palatable I, to like I don't the world. Agree. I'm way less palatable to the world right now, especially in an era of like Instagram yes queens and and fucking, you know, like Tumblr come to life where it's like, I I, I don't know. I don't don't agree. I think that men who are big. They've had it easier for a very long time. They've had had it easy. You fly under the radar. They've had it easier for a very long time, but the time (laughs) is not now. How many times do we see representations of fat men in TV, in movies? Where, yeah, but that's yeah, cornball no, shit. No, Were you no, talking about the King of Queens? Let me say. 
Like, there's always this, like, it's okay to be fat as a man because at the end of the day, you still get the fine woman. You guys fly under the radar so hard. Like, you don't even realize. Nowadays, Whereas, like, I think it's nowadays not it's weird. I think it's nowadays not it's weird for, like, a, a larger man to be with a stereotypically attractive, skinny woman, beautiful woman. Than it is for a a big woman to be with a, a a skinny, you know, hot quote unquote man. But you're talking it's about so much. You're weirder. talking about fiction, though. You're talking about no. Like, I'm not talking, talking about, about fiction. Media. I'm talking about reality. It is stranger for a woman who is plus size to be with a thinner man. Isn't Hugh Jackman? Is isn't hot. Hugh Jackman's wife fat? Let's look this up. She's like normal. Is she? But normal? that's love. What are you talking about? Okay, They've so been together since before he was famous. It's love. You know if Hugh Jackman used to be a gym teacher? Let him Isn't be. that weird? I mean, no, I kind of see that. I can see that. I can see him, like, blowing whistles and, like, short shorts and high socks at his, like, students. I don't know. 3,000 push-ups. <laughs> but I think that men have had it way easier for a very long time. Whether you perceive mm-hmm. that all of a sudden there's this, like, oh no, gross, lose I that think- belly thing. No, no, no. I'm I think among men right now, uh-huh. if you're a, a like a a, a a cis, is that the cis man? Cis man. If you're a cis white guy that's just like fat, yeah. And I, I say think white guy like because no, everybody, I think everybody like knows. No issue. Okay, first of all, let's just say everybody knows that the coolest people on earth. Mm-hmm. are fat black people fat black men are like they're the cool the fatter you oh, God, are here we go the fatter you are the cooler you are if you're okay. black if you're a black guy rocking some like fit whatever you walk down the street people give you high fives people throw shrimp in your mouth like benihana's everybody wants to be your friend they want to give you hugs uh-huh what about just, hispanic i mean they i guess the venn diagram there's a little bit of of of, uh, of, of crossover in okay. the venn diagram okay but so let's just get that out of the way just because i said it <laughs> damien's words law but yeah, if if you're, I don't know, we're not going to resolve this. I feel. I mean, it's okay to, to agree to disagree. We're talking about our bodies. I feel like you've talked less about your own body, and you've just talked more about like these broader concepts. Well, because I don't. The thing is, is like I don't. We've established that okay. you just don't like your body. Well, the thing is, is because yeah, I don't like it, but I haven't made my entire identity the fact that I'm an overweight guy. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. Is like so many people like we're living in the era where it's like people want to say. Don't label me, man. But then they want to make this like one part of their like of their existence, their entire personality. And it's like I think that I don't feel that way because I'm not that person. I'm not the person that puts my my weight is not my personality. Whether I'm fat or skinny, I don't identify myself as a fat person. I am fat, but I'm not. That's not the forefront of in my mind, mm-hmm. like of who Damien is. I don't put that as my identity. Like I'm a happen to be fat. But, but wouldn't you say that? And to it, me, it's a it, non-issue. It, it, like I only, I only, I am only fat within. I'm only fat within my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like I know that I'm fat. I, you know what it is? I feel more like an island. Like I don't feel like I'm part of a fat community. I don't feel like I'm in solidarity with other fat people. But doesn't that I make you feel, feel like? Because clearly, mm-hmm. as your partner, I feel as though your confidence is mm-hmm. not what it could be because you're fat. But that's because you know me so closely. I think anybody else would be surprised that I have low self-esteem or non-existence. I always said I wish I had low self-esteem because then I'd have some self-esteem. Oh dear. Um That's a I, Jerry that's... I mean, I know you closely, but it's also, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where appearance is mm-hmm. a lot 
Yeah. And first impressions are important. And as a bigger person, it's very hard for you sometimes to dress the way that you'd like to dress for just as an example. And, you know, you have to try so much harder, whereas like a white tee and jeans would be so fashion forward for Kim Kardashian, a white tee and jeans on a fat man or woman Mm -hmm. is considered sloppy, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, that's my, we have to try so much harder. But I feel like that's and, my issue to deal with. If I had no, all the confidence but, in the world and I was just a fat guy that would rock a white shirt and have my titties and nipples out, mm-hmm. I would do that. But that's not me. That's not no, what I want to do. No, but what I'm do. saying is like, we all get sort of comfortable. And I remember we, we had the conversation earlier on in our relationship where you were very comfortable in a certain uniform. My Dickies collection. Yeah, and I would express to you because it's still I think what's good it's about Damien and I is that because we both grew up fat <laughs> and we're both still fat, um, I can sort of see certain things in um, we say things in a similar perspective, and that like we can be sensitive to like certain things. So it's like when I approached him about like him always wearing like a Dickies just in a different color. You know how many? You know how many Dickies shirts I have? How many Dickies did you have? I have fifteen Dickies shirts. Fifteen Dickies shirts in a right in a variation of navy blue, black, and brown. If I felt like and green, was, if I felt it was a special occasion, I'd wear the green one. <laughs> and I approached him That's still in a the way. Best outfit. Dick, like a dicky shirt. Because you feel you're comfortable ready. in it. No, but he'd also they don't wear stain, his dicky shirt. Don't wrinkle. He would also wear his dicky shirts like two times his size. So it it appeared to me as if he either a didn't care about his appearance, uh-huh. or b wanted to hide his body. So and in trying to hide his body, he would then just look like a potato. A potato. You know, like a shape of a potato. I guess I would say circus tent, but. So, and I like approached him. I didn't, I wasn't mean about it because I felt a certain type of way. When I was younger, I never wore dresses. I never wore anything form fitted. I'd wear like pants. And I also did this like horrible thing to myself, which is probably why my body is shaped funny. But like I would wear pants that were not my size, like on fucking purpose. Like smaller? Yes, smaller to the point where it hurt. Like if my pants Mm -hmm. did not hurt around my body, they weren't doing the job. Like, I thought to myself, if I wore my pants so tight, nobody would be able to tell that I have a fat belly. No one would be able to, like, it would somehow smoosh it in. Yeah. And I'd fool everybody. Yeah. And I was in pain walking around at school and stuff like that. So it's like, I think I think your style has gone much better. See, when I was in high school, I used to wear gigantic clothing. Uh-huh. But I I would have two things. I'd be like, well, it's more comfortable. Maybe it's three things. It, it's, it, it was more comfortable. Like, oh, this will definitely hide the fat that I'm fat. If I wear a 4XL t- uh, miskeen t-shirt, this will definitely hide the fact that I'm fat. But then the bonus was that I could also hide it under the guise of like, oh, it's hip hop, yo. (laughs) You know, like. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think that like for me, expressing myself through learning to express myself in clothing because like just like finding plus size clothing stores was a challenge. I'm sure you, you feel that same way. Yeah, suck dick. But then when I discovered, like, real plus-size clothing stores that weren't, like, fucking, like, The Avenue or Lane Bryant where, like, my mom used to dress or fucking Dress Barn. Oh, my God. What a name. I know, right? Like, yes, everybody that shops here is cattle. Great. I definitely want to fucking shop (laughs) here. It's the Dress Barn. It's where the cows get their dresses. You know, cows, the big fat animals. That's where they get their dresses. That's where you go. Yes, we get it. That's where you go. You go to the dress barn. You can get, 
Get yourself a dress and also a feed bag, you monstrosity. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Damien, for that uh, marvelous interpretation of what mm-hmm. I was saying. You know, just dressing better really helped my confidence. And yes, I knew that I wasn't thin and I knew and I know now, even now, that I'm not anybody's ideal body type or shape or Yeah, but you say whatever. That. You say that. But though? it does make me feel confident to wear clothes that okay. do fit me a bit better you or say that. look cuter or putting together a nice outfit. Like it really did change a lot of facets of my self esteem. So I feel like if you m- are able to put in the effort into your whatever is your ideal of cool outfit great do that right but also you shouldn't like there's certain things that you could do to enhance your appearance like i said i think that your fashion game has stepped up you are a cute little toot with your <laughs> nice little outfits nice. that you put together what did i say right there <sighs> What I say? Damien is currently wearing mm-hmm. a dicky shirt. However, mm-hmm. I must point out mm-hmm. that he's wearing a different type of dicky shirt because he'd always wear the short sleeve collared button up dicky shirt. shirt, which is the work shirt. You know what I call but that? Now he's... You know what I call that? I call it the workhorse. The workhorse. But right now he's wearing a pullover long sleeve crew neck shirt with a pocket that says dickies on it. Mm-hmm. But even that I feel like is a big step from like really? dicky shirts every day. I had a coworker. Every day. I had a coworker that told me that I dressed like a factory worker in nineteen seventies England. I agree with But you I'm too. fine with that. I'm fine with the workman aesthetic. Like, I'm happy that, like, Carhartt and Dickey and, like, all these, like, work brands are, like, in style now. Mm-hmm. Because then what am I going to, what am I going to wear? Like, off-white? You know? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I commend you for branching out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you look well, very handsome okay. when you wear your, like, different shirts, plaid shirts. They'll print up in there. Thank you. But a big reason is not, like, because I was like, oh, I'm fat. Change it. Like, hide me. My body. No. But that's what it felt like it to was, me. It was and because it I had to like, keep. If they no, felt like that honestly, way to me. It was honestly insecurity because I had to keep up with you. Because you're literally. Wait, what? Because you're so fashionable and fashion forward that, like. I mean, like, before me. I'd be like, oh, before do you want to come? Do you want to come over? Do you want to come over and like watch a movie? Sure. And then you'd show up, and I'm like, I'm, I, I didn't get the note that this was a fucking gala. Like, why are you all I decked don't out? dress that nice. And I'd be wearing like some boot cut jeans with stains on them, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I have to now like match you. So it wasn't. There's the re- no pressure to match me. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm saying I came in to meeting you for the first time. Already liking facets about your personality, mm-hmm. right? I, I thought, you. yes, it does. And I thought you were handsome. I have a really bad personality, just FYI. So you know. Now you're going to tell me this three, three, three years in? Have I been dating I your I representative? I, think I, I don't think I have a good personality, honestly. Why do you say that? This is not the personality podcast. This is the bod pod, but please, right, no, let me know. No, no say, say it's spiel. It's not even part of the podcast. Say a spiel. Personality doesn't rhyme with bod pod, so we can skip it. I think Damien has a good personality. Obviously, this- everybody has... Mm-hmm. Things about them that are bad. I have things about them that are bad, and Damien has things about them that are bad. Um, but that's why some of us go to therapy, and then some of us don't. And some of us just, uh, you know, go to the park and hit trees with hammers, yeah, throw hammers, know. throw bricks against trees. Yeah, I think Fashion. that if I came into this relationship, not even a relationship, just like a date, just like hanging out with you at the beginning, I like your personality. I thought you were handsome. And if I perceived that, oh, this guy wears dicky shirts literally every goddamn day, you said no. and it's three you three times no. the size, and I was perceiving that either A, you just didn't give a fuck, or B, mm-hmm. 
you were insecure about your body and trying to hide it under this like, I don't want the clothes to cling to me or show any ripple or curve of my body, then that's what other people who are total strangers were thinking when they were looking at you. Whether it's right or wrong. I don't think I ever came off that way. Whether it's right or wrong. I don't think I ever came off that way. In personality? Either. I'm not talking about when people are know you. I'm talking about when people don't know you and they're seeing you for the first time and you already, as a fat person, have to get over the whole, like, I am a fat person. I cannot you know hide what, this. Though? But also, now that, I look like mm-hmm. the, like I I look like I don't give a fuck. Right. Then that also, like, it's just like an interview. You meet some, you meet your interviewer for the first time, you want to make a good impression. So if you go out there looking like you don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and I was perceiving that from you, even though I already knew your personality and I was getting to know you and I was interested in getting to know you, imagine what people that don't do that think about you. Right. And that's how I think about myself. I'm not well, saying, like, you should definitely think about that, hard, but right? that's how I thought about myself. Right. Well, that's the thing is, like, that's hard, right? Because when you grow up, uh, overweight or fat or whatever, however you want to call it. Everybody always, reminds you of it. Like you, you don't well, know that, but it's like you grow up being the other, and so you yeah. grow up with that mind frame, or that 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 state of mind where it's like anywhere I go, anything I do, I'm always just going to be a fat person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what everybody makes you feel like. Where it's like it's either no matter what you do, like that's the first impression. Like you know, no matter what what you do, no matter how well you dress, like you're always that's the first thing, just because it's visual, and it's not like. Fat people are the only people that have ever been oppressed based off their looks. So, like, let's try to yeah. cool, let's try to cool that down. Ooh. Let's try to cool. Let's, let's let's try to dip that in the bud. Yeah. But you know, being being a fat person, that's all you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of people where it's like whether you're making friends with people or you're on a job interview or you're on a date or you're just out, you know, at the bar and like you go up to the bar to get a drink. It's always that's not always because I'm not neurotic as neurotic about it as I used to be. But that's how I would think where it's like the first impression is always going to be, oh, just here's a fat person. Yeah. Like you don't even get a chance for a first impression. Yeah. But then you're making it worse if you dress like you don't care. Right. But then isn't that also then almost making up for the, the fatness too? Because there's white people that are white. What? <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> there's, there's skinny people and there's also white people. There's skinny people that dress like they don't care. Yeah, but it's not And then you get And then you get anything. heroin chic. Well, no, that's, when you that's get... what I'm saying. But it's okay for them to do that. It's okay for them to dress... Which also fucking but Jackie, me up. Don't why? even get me started on this whole like I want to wear baggy clothes at like oh I'm a size two but I'm gonna wear a size twelve. Yeah. Baggy clothes, UGG boots. You know what bullshit. How, yeah. Like yeah, no, I don't know. I I think maybe this is again we're we're gonna be talking circles, but maybe we should talk about so yeah like just like us and not like the whole like question of. Uh-huh society and anything but like now being in a relationship for mm-hmm. three years yeah what ha- has it done anything for your confidence in your body no not really okay cool i mean nice talk <laughs> thank you for coming to our ted talk <laughs> i mean damien see, has, this is the thing is not affected this is the issue is like i always felt like being fat or, or any of that stuff, any of the negative self-talk, I had all that. I had negative self-talk. I had low self-esteem. I had the little pity parties I would throw myself regularly. I had the, the bad views of myself and how all this stuff. Finish your thought. But I always sort of just saw it in the microcosm of like, it's my problem. I never saw it as like, I never saw it as 
oh, society's keeping me down. It's like, no, it's Damien to myself. I'm like, Damien, you're fat. It's your problem. Okay. So when we were going out, I never saw it as like, oh, this person's going to teach me to love myself. Or I'm like, not talking about or like that. I find something that's like, I see myself how you see me. I still think it's my issue. That's why I like walk every day. That's why I try to eat good. That's why I try to ride my bike. Because it's like, it's something within me that's like, it's my problem. Mm-hmm. It's very internal. Like that life that I have for me is internal. It's very much like, I don't have self-confidence. It's my problem. I don't have a good self-image. It's my problem. I never saw it as like a symptom of like, of society or i need somebody to come fix me show me love so that i like no i don't mean it in that way i don't think that i complete you or i make you think that you're like arnold schwarzenegger or anything like that like i meant like did you have any like hang-ups about your body beforehand that like for instance i mentioned earlier like being naked and all that kind of stuff was like something that i couldn't even fathom before mm-hmm. and you know, not to get the pod X-rated or anything like that, but, you know, c- clearly. Doesn't your dad look <laughs> No, but, like, clearly okay. I've had to, like, get over those hurdles. And while I don't think that you should seek acceptance through the eyes of others, you should learn to love yourself. It does help when people find you attractive. Yeah. It does help when people are comfortable. Mm -hmm. Even the example of like you being a bit more comfortable with your body can be nice for me to see. Yeah. So it's like. I think I just grew up. I think I just got to the point where you just say like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, if you don't like it, fuck you. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm going to live my fucking life. Like, I think I just matured to the point where I I stopped caring what people think. Which is not to say that, like, I never had, like, run-ins with either bullies or, you know, people that treated me poorly in, in, in high school or... You know, that's more when things got really bad for me in terms of bullying is high school. My high school, it was an all boys Catholic school, but I always equate it with like fucking Rikers Island. It was like the worst of the worst. Oh, dear. So, yeah, I had people say shit to me and like, you know, fucking we were we were signing, you know, throughout all the four years. I remember one of the last days of school when I was a senior, everybody was passing around books like uh, uh, the yearbooks to sign. And there was one kid who was always giving me shit. We were all signing each other's books, whatever. And he's like, oh, let me sign your book, man. And like, I let my guard down. I think I got the emotion. I let the emotion get to me in terms of like, oh, you know what? This is like, like everybody's trying to be real right now. Like we're, this is going to be the last time. Like I kind of in good faith, because I was a fucking dummy. Maybe this is why I built up the wall around me where I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Or like my attitude is like, you know, if you don't like it, fuck you. I let the wall down for a second thinking like, okay, like he's, he's being genuine right now. We're all emotional about leaving high school. It's a new chapter in our lives. We're all hopeful. And then he writes in my fucking yearbook, I hope you have a heart attack and die, you fat fuck. So yeah, I went through a lot of this shit too, where it's it's not like I didn't have Sorry. this confidence out of nowhere. Or not even confidence. I don't have confidence. But I just developed this callus on my heart and my soul that like, you know, <laughs> I, I can be very, you know, whatever about things having to do with myself or my body or whatever. You know, I remember, do you remember the first time anybody ever made fun of you about your weight? I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I know it started off in elementary school um, towards like my fourth grade, fifth grade year. I started gaining weight. I'm surprised by that. I feel like I, I always thought it didn't get bad until like high school. No, I, I gained, start, but also like other things happened to me around that time that probably helped the weight gain. Right. Accelerated. Um, But middle school was 
hard for me. I mean, I was getting made fun of and being called things like fat um, in elementary school, fourth grade, fifth grade. Right. And I remember um, for my fifth grade graduation, um, they didn't have caps and gowns in elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, you had to wear like white. And okay. you could wear like a pretty dress and the boys would wear like white too and that's like what was the dress code for our graduation ceremony and i remembered being too fat to shop in like the girls section yeah that's always a good one and i had to i buy this like it looked like a church dress almost like something an older woman would wear and it was white with like a white blazer and Mm. i felt so out of place yeah and ugly and everything and i remember feeling bad about that um and then in middle school i bore the brunt of being made fun of i got really fat and um people would hit me and do really cruel things to me i got ice thrown at my face and it like bloodied my eye yeah. and i had to go home and walk from school like that and um in science class they found out that the scientific word for fat was lipids mm-hmm. and that was my name for like a year right so yeah people are gross and awful i mean a lot of those kids are are doing one of two things all those kids are either dead now <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> or like they sell insurance or something you know what i mean like that's I mean, yeah, okay. I, I remember the first time anybody ever made fun of me because of my weight. It was very shocking to me because up until that time, all throughout middle school, I went to very small middle school. So everybody was kind of tight. I never got really made fun of because of my weight in school. So it wasn't a daily thing at that time. But I used to take karate classes. And I was I took karate classes for I want to say 4 years at this place. Now, Tiger Shulman's Karate in Bayside. Karate studio ran by a Jewish guy is a fucking mess. Anyway, I remember one time I went in there, they were doing renovations and they used to have in the locker room a long, like a long stool. So like everybody could sit on and like put their shit on. Mm-hmm. And the stool wasn't there one day, like, cause they were doing renovations in the locker room. So I come in and I start putting my shit away, whatever. And this kid who I'd taken class with for a long time, we never had any negative interactions. We were like, not really friends. We were kind of just like, you know, we were in the same class together. He comes up to me and he goes to me, oh, sorry, Damien, somebody already ate the bench, but they left you some screws you can eat. Which now that I'm an adult, fire. That's fire. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's Uh great. But as a kid, I remember being so like, it was so jarring just to be like, oh, I didn't really do anything. And it's just, you know, from that age, you sort of learn that being fat just kind of puts a target on your back for no reason. Like you can just be going about your life. People will have it out for you. You know what I mean? Just for no fucking reason. Yes. So. That is difficult. Yep. But we just have to figure out how to get through it day by day and say, fuck you to those people. Fuck what they think. And even though now I kind of hate myself, how do I unlearn Mm -hmm. that? Um, And it's hard. Yeah. I think that's what did it get too too real or what I I think that that's why I put all my eggs in the art basket because ever since I was a little kid art was the one thing that's like I could always get positive attention from it or have people be like oh wow that's really good even if it was like anything to sort of like take away from like the the my physical looks you know it was almost a, a way to divert that was being good at drawing or making things or creating things. I mean, even now, I like the idea that it's not what I look like. It's just like, it's what I make and what I'm able to produce and my talent, what I'm able to do is the thing that I'm able to sort of like, you know, the shell game where it's like you put the pea in the coconut. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I play the game, the little game where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's what I sort of put forward is, Mm -hmm. is the art thing. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that that's why me personally, I've put all in into creating art. 
So is there anything we've talked about a lot of the negative things having to do with the fat experience as I've decided to name my new clothing line? No, I thought we were gonna name it like Fupa. It's gonna it's gonna be called the Fupa Fat Friends. Experience. The Fupa Friends. The Fupa Friends is the is the animated children's show that's attached to the clothing line. Okay. Now back in the day they made like He Man just to promote the toys. Yeah. The Fupa Friends are gonna be it's gonna be a lot to promote the clothing line. Okay. So it's gonna that be sounds fun. everybody with Fupa, watch. They're gonna have Fupa based powers. <laughs> Wait. Will that be like allowed? Because like the fupa is like yeah, for those of you who don't know, is the fat upper pussy slash penis area, private area. Fat upper. Pri- that's how you can frame it in the show. Fat. Upper but then, like, area. if they have fupa powers, like, wouldn't they need to like expose their fupas? Mm, yeah, but I mean, when you watch, are they TV, gonna be like Care Bears and there's gonna be like a symbol like on yeah. the fupa? You gotta they have to like roll it up a little bit. Like, Ooh, yeah, you, know, you gotta lift to... the, lift the tummy to get the full fupa. Yeah, you can show that because if you could show like. Thor in a Marvel movie with his like V crotch out. You can show Fupa. <laughs> v crotch. You know the crotch with the by the V. No, I don't know because I'm fat. Yeah, you've seen the <laughs> you've seen the TVs. I, I would watch the Fupa Friends. I think that would be super cute. Yeah, and then we link it back to the clothing line. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, uh, remember Iceberg back in the day? Iceberg jeans that they would have like the Roadrunner and they had all the WB characters. Oh yes, 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 yes. We'll be like the Iceberg, but for Fupa based. Uh, characters. <laughs> well, I can already see there's a design. It's like the box logo, like a supreme logo, uh-huh. and then it's just the just a close up of all the fupas of all the different characters. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just has to say fupa. I want to have to Remember the papa logo? Papa. We shouldn't give that to that. We shouldn't. We shouldn't yeah. Make this public. No, we're. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna rock the fupa. For the love of. I mean, I already rocked right. the fupa because I have one, but. Right. I'm gonna rock like Fupa. Maybe we should proudly. leave it up to the people. If if we were to make Fupa merch, would they wear it? Would they wear it? Like, please, for the fucking love of God, somebody can like if somebody could fucking engage with us in some level. <laughs> like, it's like I don't know I what mean, else we have they our, want. We like, have our diehard. What else do the fucking people want? Like, we've given them some. Email us. Let us know. Write a letter. Would you wear Fupa merch? Like, can you just like? Do you like like? Damien. We've both we've I think both it's your, made. I think it's your uh, self-loathing talking right now. We've both made a suicide pact. If we don't get <laughs> oh one email God. by this week, trashbinkids at gmail dot com. So, do you think that there's any negative things about the fat experience? Negative things. Trademark positive. <laughs> trademark positive. Trade. Trademark. That didn't make sense. Positive thing. Any positive. Uh. Things with the fat experience that you've experienced so far? Um, I think that being a fat person has probably just made me nice. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's easy to go two ways. You could either, after having been bullied by, like, society, its standards, or by the people around you, um, you could become a bully yourself and be angry and You could be a mean, a mean old fat person. Yeah. Like, you grow into just being, yeah. Or you can sort of realize that, like, you need to be a force of positivity and just be nice to people and realize that, like, you just approach people with kindness and understanding um, because nobody, like, gave that to you just because of the way you looked. And I think that a lot of people who are, you know, uh, targeted for different reasons Mm -hmm. that also have to do with just their appearance or their beliefs would 
feel similarly. Um, you know, because I was telling Damien this, but like I, I'm a woman, which is like already hard in a patriarchal society, mm-hmm. and I'm also Hispanic. I'm also poor, and it's like on top of all of that, I'm also fucking fat, and people have not treated me well about it. Right. So. I've just kind of approached just being a nice person and not just being a fucking troll. And I wish more people would do that. I wish more people would do that just in general. Like, not just, like, towards fat people or whatever, but just, like, just be a good person. Just treat people how you would want to be fucking treated. And the fact that people just can't do that is why this, like, society is so fucked. Yeah. Just don't be an asshole. Don't make fun of the fat kids. Don't post comments under people's pictures where they're just, like, living their fucking life, you know, and leave, like, comments. Don't fake care about my health. I don't fucking know you. So don't care about my health. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Fuck you. I think... And that's me being as nice as possible. (laughs) Yeah, I think growing up that way, like you've mentioned, like, being othered, you know, your entire life and sort of being a perpetual outsider, I think it does teach you to have sort of a basic empathy towards people. Like, it, it makes it easier for you to put yourself in other people's shoes and maybe see, like, what they go through mm-hmm. just through through having that sort of experience. And I think it does make you a little bit more accepting of people. Yeah. As much shit as I talk, I think I, I do have sort of an open mind for types, you know, other types. People that are different from myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe that have different views, with the exception of furries. Like, that I'll never get. That's fucking weird. Remember when we went to the Renaissance Fair and there was somebody that was a furry? Yeah, I mean, and they were just see, like, walking lots of around. Those at, like, Renaissance they were, and, Comic-Con. like, there was a furry that was just sitting down with a group of people. Like, you could tell they had just made friends there, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, why are you accepting this person? So now... But just furries. Just big furries so... can go... Everybody else, yes, have empathy love unity it teaches you to like embrace people that are, so that should, are different from yourself so i should cancel my panda outfit order you can wear a panda outfit if it makes you happy but it's not gonna make you happy <laughs> yeah but you're not like walking around with a boner in the panda outfit trying to get somebody else dressed like a panda to like bone you in the woods and do like panda play unless you are then damn it <laughs> you <know>? damn it <laughs> you get a you get you get a little you could like rent a pleasure room that looks exactly like the Chinese zoo where they were trying to get the pandas to mate. I mean, if that's your fantasy, if that's what you want to do, we all have different things. I think we're gonna have to end. This you know what I was reading? No, no, no. You know what I read for real? I was reading that people that grow up um, like self self styled like nerds, like people that grew up sort of like socially awkward, didn't have a lot of friends, like that kind of stuff. When they grow up, they actually grow up to be much better and open minded lovers. Did you hear about that? I can believe that because it's like you're used to. You're used to things that are things that are different, like don't scare you. Yeah. Like you have a more of an open mind. Yeah. So like, I I could see that. Yeah. I feel like we should have an episode about like open mindedness. In that's gonna be a ride. The boudoir. That's gonna be a ride. We should do that. I'll do it. Proposed. It will come in the future. And, yeah. And like you mentioned before, I mean, it is great to see big people doing things. I know, you know, especially now with the age of social media, there are people that sort of like really show up for, for bigger bodied people. I know Maddie Matheson is like a real big inspiration to me. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's the is chef. Is he a YouTuber? No. He, has a, he has a YouTube channel, but he was a chef that he had a, a vice show. 
and uh he's done like travel shows and stuff like that like he's not what you would call palatable he's like literally covered like neck to fingertips and tattoos and without exaggeration he's probably like 400 pounds he's a huge guy yeah but he has this like really magnetic personality he's loud he's brash that's somebody that i look at i'm like oh wow like you see him and you would never think that he'd have like this legion of adoring fans would just by the volition of being able to be himself and have that personality sort of shined outwards you know it's like oh cool like somebody that's like bigger body can do these types of things and i don't think i have like anybody in particular out there Mm -hmm. in the world like one person but i do follow like a lot of people on instagram who inspire me and i've read a lot of good books about i mean my whole like college thesis was about this so i've read a lot of books about the bade (laughs) body positivity and like that whole kind of movement but Mm -hmm. there's not just one person but you know we mentioned people like tess holiday which is like like she's not even like my most inspiring person person. i mean she's a real person but i'm saying it's just like that's like a one in a million kind of thing right um she was maybe the original yes queen yeah but there are so many others who are like not of the standard body type that are out there who are inspiring um for uh, for women because like again like i feel like you'll look towards men for your inspiration and i will look towards women i just want to see like more people just being comfortable with themselves because it makes me more comfortable with myself to feel like i'm even though i may not be seen like there are people that have a similar body type to me they're out there living life yeah and like even like something as trivial like seeing people who are of a similar body type having sex like that was new to me mm-hmm. i felt like with the emergence of things like tumblr before that went down yeah. <laughs> and like only fans i, mean, that's I get to see around, more though. of that's that. always been around yeah but i feel like when you're controlling it it's yeah. different whereas it's like oh it's like oh it's bbw like site or whatever i think it's different right so you you touched you touched on that that's another thing i think is a little bit we gotta pick our battles here like there's people that are like you know oh i don't like this guy or i don't like this girl because they're just chubby chasers they're just fetishizing me like they just want me for my body Mm -hmm. yeah good like what is the (laughs) fucking problem like i don't what is what is the issue i'm not a chubby chaser no but in general like... like there's people out there that are like I can fetish. I, I can fetish. I can understand when people are like, "Oh, you're fetishizing me because I'm Asian, or you're fetishizing me because I'm like Hispanic, or you're fetishizing me because I'm black." I don't really like understand that people like what they like. Whatever, hot take. But specifically with the weight thing, where it's like, "Oh, you're just a chubby chaser. Like you don't really like me for my personality." It's like it, it's become this thing where people have like flipped it, which like. Yeah, but I hate to tell you, but also the skinny girl with gigantic fucking tits. Like, I don't think that the guy liked her for personality to begin with. Like, I think that we try to fool ourselves into thinking that we are all about personality first. Mm-hmm. And not, I, I, not me. Shut up, Damien. Not me. As I mentioned, miss early, me with that shit. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like we're mm-hmm. all visual creatures. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just like a little bit or a lot, like we all go for appearance first. We all want to be animals are fucking like that. Like, yeah, they all have like mating calls, but you see it in oh, animal bro. kingdom be... where like, you know, for instance, peacocks, mm-hmm. like That's they show off at how ha- the male peacocks are the attractive ones. Yeah. That's also like 
a protective thing, but it's like they show off how beautiful they are to attract their mates. Yeah. And it's the same would go for people. So the fact that we're trying to fool ourselves into thinking like, oh, it's all about what's on the inside. You don't learn about what's on the inside until you approach them. Yeah. And what makes you approach them? What they look like. So yeah. that bullshit needs to go out the door. The yeah. problem with people quote-unquote fetishizing fat bodies mm-hmm. is when they start to do things like, oh, I need you fatter. I need you bigger. Even if it's like against your weight, like not weight, sorry. It's against your will. Mm -hmm. Like people keeping people at unhealthy weights for like their own pleasure. I think it's fucked up. Like (laughs) God's fucking people on like 600 pound. That's not not fetish. They don't do that. No, but like I'm saying like those people being an enabler being an enabler to unhealthy habits there's feederism you heard of feederism yes i've heard like that kind of shit right but those people because then it only becomes about your needs and not about the needs of the person that you're with you're just horny because they get so big yeah and it's just like that's a problem there was just just as it's the same way it's a problem if you're a man or a woman who's really into a certain body type and then you sort of pressure your partner into staying thin or pressure your partner into getting the big titties the fake big fake get titties. the big titties or like a man or like you know whatever <laughs> like, like i feel like that's a crotch. problem too you saw the avengers and you saw chris hemsworth yeah so it's more. like yeah. i think anytime you you look at someone and it's like i'm looking at you for my pleasure only mm-hmm. and you can't see past that i think that's the problem yeah not so much like you and your initial attraction to that body type if you love people sitting on you that are three times your size and that's what gets you going Fine. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Thank God for people who like fat people because I would probably still be single, maybe. Who knows? Right. But what I'm saying you is know? is that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like again, like, people just want to pretend that it's all about personality. It's just like, you wouldn't know my personality until you were like, swipe right, I think she's cute standing there like Peter Pan. Right. You're so. right. Yeah. You know what's kind of hot? What's hot? When you, like, watch, you know, your porn and, like, you get a little familiar with, like, the porn star names... Maybe that's... I don't know how it is now, but that used to be like people a problem. People still do that? Like porn star name? What do you mean? Like Ashley Ryder. No, like knowing people's names. Like, like that's the thing is like if you know more than like five porn star names, like you have a problem. Like you have some type of oh, issue. Oh, I don't never heard of that. But whatever. So it's like, it's, it's kind of hot when you watch porn and then like a few years later or whatever, you're like, oh, whatever happened to like... This, this This girl... And then you're like, yeah, let's, you know, you fucking, you draw the blinds, it's nighttime, you turn all the lights off, you get a little, get you get a little towel out, and then you Google, you're like, I'm going to go take a little trip down memory lane here, party of one, you know what I'm saying? You Google the name, and then they've actually gained, like, a lot of weight. Yeah. That's kind of, like, that's kind of awesome, because then I'm like, ah, yes, you're closer to being, like, attainable by a real person. Oh, it's like something that's, maybe it's me, but that's, that's a good thing. How did we get here? We're just talking about fat stuff. Okay. <laughs> Fat stuff, like, we're going to talk about real fat stuff. Before we end this podcast, mm-hmm. I want to just, like, bring some light to issues that fat people deal with that people might not know about. Yeah. Right? We're right. going to talk about some gross things right now. Are, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are... When your body has body rolls, right? <laughs> okay. And then you get, like, that little chafing between Underneath. your skin folds. Yeah. That's real. It's real. Nobody talks about it's not, that. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's uncomfortable. You can use uh, cornstarch and or baby powder to ease the sweatiness down there. Yeah. Pro doesn't tip. It, doesn't it, like, preferably have to have cornstarch? Cornstarch is the best. Yeah. 
But if you have baby powder, that's fine too. That's real. What else? Stretch marks. Everybody can have them. Skinny bitches can have them. Big bitches can have them. Tell them. You can have stretch marks in the usual places. You can magically get stretch marks on your fucking shoulders. Got his ass. <laughs> How does that happen? I literally, I literally just got some new stretch marks on my fucking Tell like em. shoulder. Tell them. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And what did I but say? But that's real. And what did I say? What did you say? I gave him a little kiss. Well, you gave me a I kiss? I gave a little stretch mark a kiss. I don't think that happened. And I said, Jackie, uh, you're a full-grown tiger now, and you're ready to pounce. I've been a tiger. And you're ready to pounce. I have stretch marks everywhere. You're a little tiger of love. Okay, thank you for loving I'm like me. A little, I'm like a little unassuming little Vietnamese yeah. baby yeah. gone through the jungle, gave uh-huh. the tiger my back, and you just, and you just pounced, and I gave it a little kiss. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> what other what other things the fat people go through? Tell them. Yeah, all your pants are going to give you a muffin top. Woo! Pants are not fun. Fuck pants. <laughs> Wear stretchy pants. Tell them. Got his ass. <laughs> if you're fat and I like you, I'm going to grab your titties. Dab. Dab. Dab on them. I'm going to grab your man titties. Do I think it. it's cute. Get it. Oh, well. Woo! Man titties happen. What is this? Thanksgiving dinner? No, it's a man titty. Dab. <laughs> Dab. What else? I like your squishy arms. I may not like my squishy arms, but I like yours. I'ma touch them. I'ma jiggle them. Do you have any uh, fat facts? Fat, fat facts? Um, uh, bifocals were created by Benjamin Franklin, who was a fat man. Woo! That's, uh, wh- if you're with someone... If you have... Um, uh, if you're a fat guy, pull your pants all the way up. Yes. It feels better. Damn, you're really ready for these. I don't really... Okay, well, I have <laughs> I have another one. If you're with someone who is bigger, grab them. Yeah. Grab them in the parts tell where them. on their tummies. Oh! And you tell them, and you and when they're like, no, when Bars. they're coy about it, when they're coy about it. Bars. They're like, nah, this is, this is amazing. I love Fuego. it. Bars. 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 Yep. Tell them you love their bodies. Yeah, don't be a dick to your partner. Tell them you love their bodies. Yeah, touch them all up. Tell them why. Feel them up. Yeah. All Put your that. fingers in all the creases. Not just the titties. Finger all the creases. Finger my non-existent b- belly button. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a one. That's just out of context. That's just out of context. I don't have a belly Got his ass. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Ooh, kill him. All right, we need to bring this podcast to an end. Uh-huh. It's been fun talking about. It, well, actually, no, maybe it was a not. Roller coaster. It's been it's been up, down, all around, sad, happy, funny, mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there would be more uh, funsies, but like sometimes talking about your you bodies isn't funsies Jackie, because because it has to be the fun that you like bring to it. I bring fun. I thought I, I brought fun. No, I'm just saying life. You're like, I thought they'd be more fun. You got to make your own fun. You have to get outside your comfort zone. Remember when I, we were in Philadelphia, I crawled over that Asian guy that was eating the sandwich to put a sticker up, and you're like, what the fuck is Oh this? my God, you yes, have he to totally do, did. You have to do that. And that gets you out of your skin. and be like, well, I'm fat, and I just climbed over this Asian man, this Asian family eating sandwiches. You have true, to do that. You got to bring story. life by the balls. You got to fucking do it. Oh, you're scared because you're fat? Nobody gives a fuck. You do it anyway. Yeah. Game five. Oh, wait, wait, do it again. Ah! Oh, that hurt. Oh. You gotta grab life by the balls, Jackie. I can't you can't use be scared. You can't be scared. I can't use my hand. You gotta be the big dog, okay? 
Oh, give me a big dog. Oh, that was, give that, me a big dog, this Jackie. This has been the Trash Bin Kids talking about bodies. Love your body. Accept yourself. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Wait, what's our Instagram, Jackie? Where can what? I find No, us? goodbye. Bye. Okay, fine. No, no, wait, no. no. Wait, wait. Start over. Start over. We love you. <laughs> and we'll love you even more if you follow us at Trash Bin Kids on Instagram. <laughs> or send us an email. We'd really love an email. We, we have appreciate one. It. Trash Bin Kids at gmail.com. I check the gmails every fucking day. And our our inbox is just a dry, dusty vagina of an inbox. Get us wet. Lubricate us with letters. Love letters. Hate mail. Love mail. We like it all. Send us pictures of your cats. Send us your short stories. Send us your dreams, your hopes, your desires, your fears. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.